This podcast sponsored by Cherry Hill Volvo. At Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers, incredible offers, and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krupnik, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer, a beach bum summer, or a wake me when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door, in as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. WOGL HD3 Philadelphia from the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now, this is the drive at 530 minutes of non-stop talk with Rich Zioli. The impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden is still ongoing today. Well, it just wrapped up, actually. But the uh, the day one had a lot, a lot of fireworks. The debate last night, the fallout is there. Tell me what you think. And, uh, yeah, great to be with you today. 855-839-1210 on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. Uh, Chairman James Comer spoke just a short time ago after today's hearing wrapped up. He said this hearing wasn't supposed to be about fireworks and bells and whistles. This isn't the January 6th committee. This isn't a stunt. This is a substantive investigation. Chairman Comer just said that a short time ago. Uh, We also have a clip of a, I'll send this over to you, Matt, of a uh, lunatic Democrat screaming her head off today at the uh, impeachment committee, uh, the impeachment hearing of President Trump. And something else that, that, um, that happened at the very, very end of the the uh, the hearing today. Some breaking news on this. Chairman James Comer at the very end of the hearing today announcing that he is subpoenaing, uh, putting out subpoenas officially for Hunter and James Biden's personal and business bank records. That just came out. So there you go. Um, a lot of stuff that came out of this today. And, and like I said to you, you know, whether or not this is sexy, whether or not this is flashy, whatever whatever you think it the the key the key about this is is that congress has a responsibility and obligation under the united states constitution and that is to ensure that the president of the united states of america is not compromised by a foreign power period period here is what uh chairman james comer said as the first official impeachment hearing inquiry ended today The witnesses today have all identified the evidence the committee has uncovered as deserving further inquiry. And that is what this committee will do, no matter where that evidence leads. I want to thank the witnesses for their testimony today. It confirms the evidence compiled by this committee justifies the investigation of Joe Biden's role in his family's international business schemes and justifies the next step of this investigation. One of those steps is gaining insight into where the Biden's foreign money ended up for what purposes. Therefore, today, I will subpoena the bank records of Hunter Biden, James Biden, and their affiliated companies. Good. Excellent. Here is uh, a member of Congress. Uh, this is uh, sort of the name of this Democrat here who was uh, on the House over- or the House Judiciary Committee today. Her name is Jasmine uh, Crockett. She's a congresswoman from the Texas. Today have all identified. Well, uh, Go ahead, take a listen to Congresswoman Crockett. But let me tell you something that was so disturbing as I walked in to this chamber today. As I prepared, I said, what is the crime? Because when you're talking about impeachment, you're talking about high crimes or misdemeanors. And I, I can't seem to find the crime. And honestly, no one has testified of what crime they believe the president of the United States has committed. But when we start talking about things that look like evidence... They want to act like they blind. They don't know what this is. These are our national secrets. Looks like in the shitter to me. Whoa. <laughs> Did you dump that? <laughs> yeah. 
Yep. Yeah, we got it. <laughs> okay, good. A lot of foul language during this hearing. There was a lot of foul language today. Is there more, or is there... Is that is that it? There's more, but I don't know what she says next. So give me a second to. Say All right, you know what? Let me take this call. You you edit that. I think it's like a minute thirty clip. So I will take this. Looks- I'll take Susan's call in Newark, Delaware. Hello, Susan. How are you? Hello. How are you? I'm just so happy to to talk with you, and I love your show, and it keeps me sane every day. Helps. Oh, so thank much. you. Thank I'm happy you to hear that. Much. And everyone there. But it's been a long time ago. This my little girl when she lost her tooth. And she'd been talking to all the neighbor kids. And they were all getting a dollar. And I know it's like 1975. And uh, so she, uh, my, said to my husband, okay, going to go up there and put the dollar under the pillow. And he said, a dollar? No, I'm 50 cents, 50 cents. Well, I knew that wasn't going to fly. So she comes down the next morning, hands on hips, and starts her tiny girl rant. That was not good. 50 cents. That was really hilarious. When my husband looked like a deer in the headlights, he just completely melted. And he said, oh, honey, it's okay. If, here's, what the, here's the rule. If you don't like what you got, you put it back under the pillow and you trade it in for the next day. <laughs> so that, that's, and that's what he did. He, tra- he went back up, completely caved. And trade it in. That's a new one on me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love trade it, it in for a better offer. Yeah, trade it in. Okay. Well, take good care, everybody. Love you. Thank you so much. We appreciate the the phone call, uh, Susan. Thank you. 855-839-1210. You know, let let me say, too, and obviously I've coached uh, candidates for these presidential debates before. Uh, I won't name names, but Trump. But Christie was part of Trump's debate team later on, and he would go on to kind of mock Trump in his book for not preparing and not spending time preparing and everything like that. And that, and that's not really true. Trump just has a, everybody has their own way of preparing for debates. Trump's way of preparing for debates was the, the classic way is this, right? The classic way is candidates stand up and they do a mock debate. They do a dry run, so to speak. So somebody will play the opponent and they go back and forth and somebody will play the moderator and they go back and forth. They film it and you look back. Trump doesn't want to play any of that game because he doesn't want to have rehearsed scripted answers. So what he does is we sit around the table and we we talk about different things and we kind of bat around policy ideas. And he takes notes. He would take diligent notes, actually. Despite what people think, he's actually, he would, you know, pad a paper in front of him and write stuff down. Sometimes he would tell somebody else, like, you know, write that down for me or something like that. But uh, Christy at Mar-a-Lago that day, as he was eating his gigantic Belgian waffle, and, he, you know, he, didn't, he couldn't believe that uh, like, Trump wouldn't practice the lines and everything. But Trump never wanted to sound scripted. He never wanted to sound like Romney. That was always his big fear, that he would sound scripted and, and, and it would come across phony. And he was the right call because a lot of the, what I saw last night was a lot. There was a lot of scripted rehearsed answers. And, you know, you can tell the, the, this is not I said to Bridget last night, I said, you know, I could run for president. I really could. I mean, I don't want to. I have no interest, but I could. It's not like what I saw on that stage last night was blew me away. And I said, oh, my God, the talent up here. A lot of it was very scripted, very prepackaged, very tried. Pence, I think, is probably the guiltiest of all of them with that. With his dad jokes, but that Donald Duck line was practiced, rehearsed. You know, he 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 did his his zingers in his debate prep sessions, and it comes across phony and it comes across scripted. And I think people see through it. And there's a there's the thing about Trump is he may not be the world's greatest debater, but he's authentic, and whatever comes out is 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 what comes to his mind at that moment. It doesn't mean he doesn't have a thoughtful answer on the policy question. He does, but my point is he doesn't have the prepackaged scripted answer and how he's going to deliver it. That's the difference he knows the policy he wants to advocate for but he doesn't sit there and rehearse the lines and doesn't doesn't stand up and well well, try to get try it again with the emphasis on this word or the emphasis on that word and i think that that's a big reason why people like him as it seems like uh it, it seems like people find him to be very authentic so in that sense. So anyway, I, 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 I have that observation from you as having obviously been uh, having the, the, the fortune to have worked side by side with him in, in the presidential primary. I was not part of the general election debate team. At that point, new people came in and they wanted to do it their way. But they always tried to get him to stand up and do a mock debate. And I don't I don't know what if they achieve that or not in the general. I don't know. But everybody has to do what works for them, what works for their style. 
Everybody's different. I tell this to people all the time. You know, I, 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 I coach people in public speaking sometimes. And I always say to people, look, if, if a written speech helps you, write out a speech. For me, I don't write speeches. If you, if you ever come and hear me talk or come to a dinner or something like that, I give it all on the fly. I know what I want to say. I know where I want to go. But I don't write things down in that sense because I sound like a robot. It doesn't work for me for whatever reason. I don't know. It just doesn't come. I used to write my monologues out. I haven't written a monologue in 10 years. But I used to when I first started in radio. And I was doing whatever shift I could get, nights, weekends, whatever, holidays, Christmas. I would, I would, I would write my monologues out, and I would do them on the air, and they sounded, they sounded phony. So now I know where I want to go, but I don't write it out. I don't even write bullet points anymore. I just know what I want to, what I want to get across, and I hope that it comes out naturally, and and it makes a connection with you. And that's how I operate. Now I know there's other people that do things differently. People give speeches. They want note cards. They want bullet points. They need PowerPoint presentations. Whatever works for you works for you. So I always say that. But the problem is, and you see it in these debates, they hire professionals who come in and insist that it's th- their way is the only way. You have to do it like this. You need to try that Medicare line again. It didn't land properly. You need to give them the zinger. Here's the zinger, you know? And everybody sits at home and goes, really? Like, you guys are not great actors. You, none of you are good actors. None of you are, are, are professionally trained thespians. So stop with the prepackaged lines and the prepackaged answers and the delivery because it sounds like a bunch of crap because it is. It's a bunch of BS. That's what it is. So give us give us what you really feel and speak from the heart. And that Donald Duck line is not from the heart. You know what I mean? It would have been much, honestly, it would have been much more effective if Chris Christie stood up there and just said, because you know what, Donald? If you can't, you know, if you're going to duck us here, you know, are you are you going to duck Putin? Are you going to, if you could have, I mean, that would have been more effective than a stupid Donald Duck line. But the Donald Duck line was the, was the, was the prepackaged line. Just like Pence's line about, you know, I, I sleep with a teacher for 30 years or whatever it was. And it comes across like phony. And, and we have heard so much of this in our lives. We're all cynical, especially where we, I mean, in this part of the country where we're from, this whole region of ours, we're all deeply cynical people. And I think it's a good thing. I do. Nobody's going to get one over on us. It's not a bad thing. We're street smart. And we can smell BS a mile away. We can smell BS a mile away. Not like those dopes in the Midwest with their bad pizza. I'm just kidding. But I'm saying, like, there's a, there's a, there's a street smarts here. And obviously, I'm not speaking for everybody in this region because there's the people of Philadelphia get duped by Krasner, duped by Kenny. We get Jersey people get duped by Phil Murphy. But what I'm saying is, for us, conservatives, libertarians, Republicans, Democrats, like my last caller who's seen the light, we there's a there's a certain amount of common sense street smarts and we can smell BS a mile away. We know a phony when we hear one. And the best advice I can give these guys is stop rehearsing, stop trying and just know what you want to say and just get up there and just talk and answer it. And the other thing, too, is that a lot of them look like deer in the headlights a lot of times last night because you could tell they're trying to play the tape back in their head of what they want to say. Uh, here is uh, Vivek Ramaswamy. Now, Vivek sounds very, very smooth. Is very smooth. I think sometimes he sounds a little too smooth, to be honest with you. Uh, but his point about TikTok last night was very valid in terms of this notion of banning TikTok. You know, I know that China. I know China's spying on us with it. China's spying on us with a lot of different things. But his point about reaching younger voters last night, cut number eleven. Government issued devices because of its ties to the Chinese government. Yet you joined TikTok after dinner with boxer and influencer Jake Paul. Should the commander-in-chief be so easily persuaded by an influencer? So the answer is I have a radical idea for the Republican Party. We need to win elections. And part of how we win elections is reaching the next generation of young Americans where they are. So Nikki Haley did not like that. She did not like that at all. She took a big shot of Vivek last night. Cut 12. Cut 12, There's Matt. one person ahead, on this. This is infuriating because TikTok <laughs> is one of the most dangerous social media apps yes, that is. we could have. And what you've got, I honestly, every time I hear you, I feel a little bit dumber for what you say. Hmm. Because I can't believe no, that here we've got a TikTok situation. 
As far as uh, scripted one-liners go, Mike Pence last night, cut 14, Matt, cue it up, cut 14. Mike Pence really, I think these landed flat. That's when I tweeted out last night, Shecky Pence, take a listen. Joe Biden doesn't belong on a picket line. He belongs on the unemployment line. I'm glad Vivek uh, pulled out of his business deal in 2018 in China. That must have been about the time you decided to start voting in presidential elections. I, I served in Congress for 12 years, although it seemed longer. Chris, you mentioned the president's situation. I'm, my wife uh, isn't a member of the teachers union, but I got to admit, I'm, I've been sleeping with a teacher for 38 years. And um, the full disclosure. Oof, brutal. Uh, brutal. I'm sorry. Uh, here's Tim Scott and Nikki Haley arguing about curtains, because this is very relevant to people in, the, uh, in, the, in, in America. Cut 13. Ten cents on this gallon in South Carolina as the U.N. ambassador. You literally Bring it, put $50,000 on <laughs> curtains in a $15 million subsidized location. Next. You got bad information. First of all, I fought the gas tax in South Carolina multiple times against the just establishment. Go you, just go to YouTube. Against the establishment. You, just go to and YouTube you want to know what that 10 cent yep. was? When they wouldn't pass the gas tax, the establishment and the companies wanted me to do it so much that I said the only way I will Here's pass what it is to do. you will give us three. All you have to do is go watch Nikki Haley on YouTube. If you will give me three times the deduction and income tax, then I will look at your gas so tax, you said, which yes, is why it didn't happen. Secondly, secondly, on the uh, curtains, do your yes. homework, Tim, because Obama bought those curtains. Did you send them back? It's in the press. Did you send them back? It's the State Department. Did you send them, back? You send them back? You're the one that works in Congress. Oh, my gosh. You get it You done. hung them on your, your, your curtains. Uh, they your were curtains. there before I even showed up at the residence. You here's, are scrapping. Here's a, here's you are a, scrapping. Anyway, uh, so yeah, there, there you go. I mean, this is this is like I said. I'm, I'm, I'm very glad I didn't advise him, but I'm, I'm very glad Donald Trump did not go on that debate stage last night. Thank God he did not. Uh, from today's impeachment hearing on Capitol Hill, eight five five eight three nine twelve ten. Here is the now censored version. Thank you, Matt DeSantis, for censoring the lunatic congresswoman from Texas. Take a listen. But let me tell you something that was so disturbing as I walked in to this chamber today. As I prepared, I said, what is the crime? Because when you're talking about impeachment, you're talking about high crimes or misdemeanors. And I I can't seem to find the crime. And honestly, no one has testified of what crime they believe the president of the United States has committed. But when we start talking about things that look like evidence, they want to act like they blind. They don't know what this is. These are our national secrets. Looks like in the me. This looks like more evidence of our national secrets, say on a stage at Mar-a-Lago. When we're talking about somebody that's committed high crimes, it's at least indictments, let's say 32 counts related to unauthorized retention of national security secrets, seven counts related to obstructing the investigation, three false statements, one count of conspiracy to defraud the United States, falsifying business records, conspiracy to defraud the United States, two counts related to efforts to obstruct the vote certification proceedings, one count of conspiracy to violate civil rights, 23 counts related to forgery or false document statements, eight counts related to soliciting and I could go on because he's got 91 counts pending right now but I will tell you what the president has been guilty of he has unfortunately been guilty of loving his child unconditionally and that is the only evidence that they have brought forward and honestly I hope and pray that my parents love me half as much as he loves his child until they find some evidence we need to get back to the people's work which means keeping this government open so that people don't go hungry in the streets of the United States and I will yield. I don't know what she's talking about there. But anyway, uh, that's what what at least one Democrat member of uh, of, of the House committee today said. OK, eight, five, five, eight, three, nine, twelve, ten on Twitter at Rich Zioli. If you would like to weigh in today, uh, here is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez talking about what a waste of time this whole thing was. And she would know because if anyone is there to waste our time in life, it's Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Today, the Republican majority has called in three witnesses to advance their case. Mr. Turley, I have a simple question for you. In your testimony today, are you presenting any firsthand witness account of crimes committed by the President of the United States? No, I'm not. 
No, you are not. Ms. O'Connor, you are the second uh, Republican witness here today. Have you, in your testimony, presented any firsthand witness account of crimes committed by, pre by the President of the United States? I have not. Thank you. Now, Mr. Dubinsky, as the third and final Republican witness uh, in this hearing, have you, in your testimony, presented any firsthand witness account of crimes committed by the President of the United States? Uh, I have not. And Professor Gerhardt, uh, given that you are the minority witness, I assume the same, correct? I am not a fact witness, correct. Thank you. And to clarify, two individuals presented today who do have firsthand accounts surrounding the progeny of these allegations are being blocked from testifying by the Republican majority. And I want to explain why this is important. Members of Congress, all of us in this hearing, are not under oath, as we are presently covered by the speech and debate clause. Isn't that correct, Professor Gerhardt? That is correct. And the speech and debate clause covers all statements by a member of Congress, whether they are factual or not. There are only four people in this room that are presently under oath in their testimony. And those are the four witnesses here today. Is that correct, Professor Gerhardt? That is correct. And so the direct testimony of the four individual witnesses here today are the bona fide words that this committee must use in order to proceed or substantiate an investigation. And I want to uh, let, let me just let me just stop it right. This is not the only day, uh, Sandy, that they're going to be doing this. And this is day one. This is day one. This is the first day. And it's obvious now when they subpoena all the bank records, they're going to get more information. And then when they bring more witnesses, they're going to get more information. That's how you do it. You build you build this up. This is not a criminal court. You don't need evidence of a crime in the same manner that you're outlining here. The Constitution doesn't require it. The rules of impeachment don't require it either. But they know this. But ask yourself, why are they so why do they want this to end so badly? Why are they so afraid? What are they so afraid of? Huh? By the way, uh, Meatball, there's a little bit of a development here. Meatball has been charged with the following criminal counts. Burglary, conspiracy, criminal trespass, riot, criminal mischief, criminal use of a communications facility, receipt of stolen property, and disorderly conduct. That is what Meatball has been charged with. And also, Meatball should be charged with obscenities for that bathtub video, which I'm telling you, don't look at it. Don't do it. It's obscene. Okay? Okay, very good. Uh, just trying to help out here, right? I'm trying to look out for you. Just trying to look out for you. What? No, I, I agree with you. You really do not want to see that video. Just you don't clear of it. want to see it, okay? You don't want to see it. Please. Uh, Representative Jason Smith today, I thought, did a nice job of breaking out exactly what what's going on here and, and why this needs to be done. Because, again, the Department of Justice is not going to pursue this. Congress has an obligation here to ensure the president of the United States of America is not beholden to a foreign country. Period. Cut three. Yesterday, the Ways and Means Committee released new documents showing President Biden was not just aware of his son's business dealings, but he was connected to them. In a newly released message to a Chinese business executive, Hunter Biden mentions preserving the, quote, keys to my family's only asset. That asset, Joe Biden. New evidence released in response to questions raised by members of the committee on both sides when Gary Shapley and Joseph Ziegler, the two IRS whistleblowers, testified in July paints a disturbing picture of a revolving door between Joe Biden's office and Hunter Biden's business partners. According to a worksheet provided by IRS whistleblower Ziegler, then Vice President Biden's April 2014 official visit to Ukraine occurred only days after a series of White House meetings with Hunter Biden and his business associates regarding Ukraine. Shortly after Joe Biden returned stateside, the Ukrainian company Burisma announced Hunter Biden's appointment to its board. 
New evidence provided shows Hunter Biden using his father's position to gain favor with billionaire Miguel Aleman, including having Joe Biden host them at the White House in February of 2014 at the vice president's residence alongside Mexican billionaire Carlos Slim in November of 2015, and then in 2016 using Air Force Two to shuttle Hunter Biden and his business associate to Mexico City. Whether it was lunches, phone calls, White House meetings, or official foreign trips, Hunter Biden cashed in by arranging access to Joe Biden, the family brand. The Biden family and their associates received millions in payments from foreign sources, including from Russia, China, Ukraine, Romania. In one email, Hunter Biden even bragged that he cut a deal 10 million from just one company for, quote, introductions alone. And yet the DOJ wanted to keep the spotlight as far from Joe Biden as possible. One of the items we released yesterday was an IRS interview with James Biden, the president's brother, in September of 2022. The agency was barred in the interview from asking him about Joe Biden and about whether Joe Biden was involved in Hunter Biden's deal with a Chinese energy company. And when Hunter Biden had his tax liability of over $2 million mysteriously paid for by a Democrat Party donor named Kevin Morris, who he barely knew, something IRS investigators saw as a possible campaign finance violation, Assistant U.S. Attorney Leslie Wolf said she did not want any of the agents to look into the allegation. Behind, uh, on the board are notes Agent Shapley took from that meeting. He notes that Wolf told investigators that she was not, quote, personally interested in pursuing it. This is the same attorney, Wolf, who in an email we released yesterday responded to IRS investigators seeking approval for a search warrant with, quote, there should be nothing about political figure one in here, that being a reference by definition of Joe Biden. The Biden family sold access to Joe Biden's power, and the Biden Justice Department protected the Biden brand. I know that was long, but it was it was excellent. He lays it all out, lays it all out exactly why Congress needs to do what Congress needs to do. You know, I mean, look again, I can I can get little snippets of these things, but you're intelligent enough and your concentration level is is, is good enough where you can process this. This is important stuff here. You know, this is the allegation here that the United States Department of Justice is purposely covering up for the president of the United States. And I've been telling you this, right? I've been telling you this for a long time. What did I say to you? I said, please don't call it a sweetheart deal. It's not a sweetheart deal. This deal that Hunter Biden got, the deal of a lifetime, the immunity to end all immunity deals was to cover up for the financial crimes of the president of the United States of America. What that representative Jason Smith just did was connected all the dots, all the dots connected. With Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, the Department of Justice, the IRS whistleblowers connected it all together. The problem is, you know, Sandy wants wants AOC wants uh, a smoking gun or they keep bringing up a smoking gun evidence. This is the problem with money laundering. This is the problem with international criminal conspiracy. And this is what these guys talk about, these whistleblowers. You remember what they said? They said these things are so incredibly complicated that you need teams of agents to go across multiple countries and files and years and businesses and and they're they're complicated for a reason and it's very rare you find a smoking gun the government builds cases against people with this and that's how they bring them down it's how they bring down international money laundering op- organizations it's not always like it's it, you know I guess I guess AOC thinks everything's a you know a, a law and order episode or a murder mystery where you know you're going to walk in and see the, the evidence right on the table. The reason why you have forensic investigators who work with the IRS and the FBI is so that they can unravel these complicated, purposely complicated international money laundering operations. They're complicated for the reason that there's no smoking gun. That's literally why they're set up. They're set up that way for that specific reason. Whether you're bringing down the mafia or whether you're bringing down an international money laundering organization or you're bringing down a cartel, these entities are set up through multiple different ways to to evade capture and detection. 
hell, it's even the Russian oligarchs. I mean, you know, I talked to you that story the other day about how we're doing the maintenance on the on these seized yachts from the Russian oligarchs. And guess what? They don't even they can't even bring criminal charges against these people because the yachts are owned by multiple different companies. And it doesn't just directly connect to, to Putin's buddy. These people are smart what they do, and they get really good lawyers and accountants and other people to help hide all this stuff. That's why even like with Menendez, there's no smoking gun. You're building a case. You're bringing a lot of evidence together. The gold in and of itself is not a smoking gun. The car in the driveway in and of itself is not a smoking gun. The cash in his in his, his trousers and his jackets is not a smoking gun. You're allowed to have all those things. All those things are legal. You build a case involving evidence and it's very complicated sometimes, taking up hundreds or even thousands of pages and trials that could last for weeks and months. I mean, the Trump organization, I'll, I'll, I'll give her that. She thinks the Trump organization is a criminal empire. There's no smoking gun in the Trump organization. It's complicated. This judge who just looked at all of Trump's finances and says he inflated everything, you're looking at complicated appraisals. You're looking at all I mean... None of this stuff involves a smoking gun. These are white collar crimes here. That's the that's why white collar crimes are are difficult to bring down because white collar criminals also have access to really good lawyers and really good accountants and are very good about checking their all the boxes together. It's idiotic to hear any of these Democrats turn around and say that there's no smoking gun. And then for that reason, or you have not given specific evidence that that's it, you build a case. And the Department of Justice has not done that. They don't want to do that. The IRS whistleblowers came out and said they could have and they should have because those guys know how to bring down these multinational, international, criminal conspiracy, money laundering entities. They know how to do it. They're forensic experts. That's what they do. And they've said it's all here. If you just let us, we can expose all of it. But that's why the Department of Justice said you're not allowed for that very reason. These Democrats infuriate me with their stupidity. They really do. Their purposeful stupidity. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Okay, listen. Love my new Volvo. Absolutely love it. It's my favorite car yet. I'm driving the XC40. Brought back the S60 yesterday after my five-month lease was up. And I'm, I'm so glad I'm in the XC40. This is a beautiful, beautiful SUV. And I've driven the XC40, the XC60, and Bridget has the XC90. And I'm telling you, this one's my favorite. It is fast. It's spacious. It's sporty. It's got all the latest technology. It's everything you could want in a vehicle. Best part is, right now at Cherry Hill Volvo, you can have big savings off of the XC60, the XC40, or the XC90 at Cherry Hill Volvo. Now, look, I'm going to tell you about this lease program that I was in called Care by Volvo. Every five months, you're eligible to get a new Volvo or cancel the lease altogether, or you can keep the lease you have. It's great. It gives you all kinds of flexibility with one payment, which includes your insurance, prepaid schedule maintenance, tire and wheel care, 15,000 miles annually, and so much more. And right now, if you use Volvo financing, you're going to get an extra $2,500 in cash at Cherry Hill Volvo, cash bonuses when you lease or purchase a new XC40 or XC90 from Cherry Hill Volvo with Volvo Financing. And if you're a Costco member, save even more. Judith Krupnik, Yosef Cohen, the entire team at Cherry Hill Volvo, when you purchase a certified 2020, 2021, or 2022 XC40, XC60, or XC90, you're going to get an additional $1,500 off. Incredible savings and incredible treatment by my friends at Cherry Hill Volvo. Please don't go to just any Volvo dealership. They're not all the same. Cherry Hill Volvo stands with us. We broadcast live from the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios. And they will work to give you the absolute best price for that Volvo. And you're going to love driving it just like I do. So go see them today. They're right on Route 70 in Cherry Hill. The easiest, most accessible Volvo dealership in our region. And the only one that stands with us. The studio naming rights partner, Cherry Hill Volvo, where relationships matter. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. 
Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device. Credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. The Zioli Show on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. All right. $1.4 billion. That's the news that the uh, city of New York and other cities like it could have to shell out $1.4 billion on local hotels for migrants over three years. The public needs to see how every penny of that is going to be spent. This is from the New York Post editorial board. An absurd $1.4 billion migrant hotel tab should force politicians to scrap right to shelter. Now, The immigration issue is obviously a huge, huge mess. It's a crisis. It's a crisis by design. The Democrats are doing it on purpose. I've told you this. I've spent a lot of time on this with you. There is a 96-year-old, this is a terrible, terrible story, a 96-year-old veteran who was kicked out of a nursing home to make way for migrant housing. 95-year-old Frank Tamaro blasted the handling of the situation as disgraceful. 95-year-old Korean war vet said he was given less than two months' notice to figure out where he was going to live after the nursing home he resided in was sold to become a facility for undocumented migrants. He joined Representative Nicole Malatakis in New York, a vocal critic of the handling of all this, and said, The thing I'm annoyed about is how they did it. It was very disgraceful what they did to the people in Island Shores. That's the assisted living facility that he is in. It's a mess. And uh, it's a mess by design, by the way. It's a mess by design. No question about it. Here is New York Governor Kathy Hochul. You're going to get a big but coming out of this. But here's Kathy Hochul talking about the Statue of Liberty. But take a listen. We have been welcoming. We have been gracious. We have been supportive. But we have to point out the fact and make sure that people coming across the border who think there are plentiful hotel rooms and services in New York City we hit our capacity. So we're asking other areas to embrace these individuals, but we're not going to compromise who we are as a state with the Statue of Liberty in our harbor. So that's what I want to be clear about. That's important. We'll retain that, but we just need a slowing right now to help us manage the people who've already come and let people know it's not the way it was a year ago. We're at capacity. So we have a Statue of Liberty, but uh, she's closed. So don't bother coming here, okay? All right? Look at her, but don't come here. Now let's contrast that with what AOC, another dumb AOC clip, uh, about the number of immigrants coming to New York City. All right? Now remember, my grandfather came here through Ellis Island. He was nine years old when he left Italy. He left Caivano, Italy, a little town outside of Naples, when he was just a boy, many, 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 many years ago. There was a time in America when we wanted immigrants to come from all over the world. There were different periods of immigration where the United States wanted people to come here. That was one of those times, as a matter of fact. Uh, This time right now, we're not dealing with people coming through Ellis Island. We're dealing with people coming illegally over the southern border. My grandfather came here legally, like a lot of other families. Uh, Most of us these days... A lot of us, especially in this part of the country, we have we have family members who came here from the boat, as they say, off the boat, you know, and maybe some of you have family members who came here off the Mayflower. But, you know, my grandpa came here off the boat from Italy. This is AOC with another stupid comment. Just keep in mind what the governor of New York said. I know we have the Statue of Liberty there. Ellis Island's there, but we're closed. We're at capacity here. Cut 20. Numbers of when it comes to people coming to New York City today are nothing, I'm telling you, nothing compared to the daily amounts of people that we saw coming in 
from through Ellis Island in the first half of this century. Oh, it's so dumb. You know, more than 12 million immigrants. You know what it's like? Yeah, I'll tell you what this is like. This is like saying the British coming here today are nothing like when they came in 1812 and burned down the White House. And and which I never will forgive them for, by the way. But the British who come here today, they're nothing like that. They're not like that at all. And it's so stupid to compare that to that time back then. It's beyond stupid, but it doesn't matter. I can't take her anymore. That's enough. I've exceeded my AOC capacity for one day. Here is uh, Democrat Representative Ayanna Presley, another genius member of the squad, with Jake Tapper emphatically stating the border's secure. Cut 17. Uh, no doubt about it. Uh, our, our border is secure. And we're in the midst of a humanitarian crisis, and we have to fix a broken system. Wait, and we also sec- you think it is secure? You think the border is secure, or it is not secure? I believe that we are in the midst of a humanitarian crisis, and there needs to be federal investment to support those migrant families. And I work with a number of those community-based organizations on the ground, and they need more support. They need more federal support. This is a humanitarian crisis, and it's the consequence of a number of longstanding uh, broken policies uh, that, um, you know, are very consequential for asylum seekers, uh, TPS holders, and DACA recipients uh, writ large. But that is a conversation for another day. Sure, I, I, don't, I don't disagree with, with you, you, this being a humanitarian crisis at all, but just to get some clarity on this, and, and sure, that's a conversation for another day, but are, do you think that the border is secure? I just, do, is that what you said? Yes, the border is secure. And we're in the midst of a humanitarian crisis that has been created by a broken system. And in the meantime, uh, we need federal investment to support uh, my constituents and those who call the MA 7th home writ large, which is why we need to prevent a government shutdown. Um, I want to center the humanity, uh, the dignity, the safety, and the needs of everyone. Okay, okay. Let, let me just jump in here for a second. How did, how, did, how did this humanitarian crisis, how did we create this humanitarian crisis? People coming to the border, crossing the border illegally because the border is not secure. That's the only humanitarian crisis that, that, that we've created, is that we're not securing the border. Jake Tapper, to his credit, tries to explain to the city at Congresswoman Ayanna Presley why she's wrong to insist the border is secure. Cut 18. I'm not disagreeing with anything you're saying except for the idea that the border is secure. I mean, if you have people crossing the border, it's just by definition not secure. If you have people coming to the United States, in fact, I mean, one of the arguments being made, and I think it's an argument worth considering, is that because our border is so porous, Millions of people make this very unsafe journey. Correct. Millions of people give money to people who prey on them, coyotes, and take them on these journeys to cross into the United States, preying on them, vulnerable people. And that's because the border is not secure. Because it is not secure, they go on this journey. And one of the arguments that is made, and maybe you disagree with it, is that the border should be secure so as to discourage people from making this journey um so that if people want to try to come to the united states and declare asylum and seek asylum they go through the proper corridors uh and not just try to cross illegally but it just seems like just such a a refusal to acknowledge reality just to say that the border is secure when we all know millions of people are crossing the border illegally every year jake and and that is a consequence of a number of things. Um, we have uh, climate refugees, people that have been dista- disabled in, in regions that are destabilized um, by extreme weather events. Sure. <laughs> sure, climate change. They're coming across the border because of climate change. Obviously. We have climate change, Jake. Sure. Uh, Hank Johnson's back. I got to play that moron, uh, that, that that mental genius. Uh, but let me first tell you about the Grand Hotel of Cape May, New Jersey, because uh, it's uh, it's always hot in Cape May. And we're going to have a great time there. Friday, October 13th, our next live show, Friday, October 13th. And I'm excited for this. And you have your own special code now that you can use to make your reservation. No, I'm not making a reservation for you. You have to do it yourself but you use my name zioli z-e-o-l-i when you call the grand hotel of cape may or when you go to grand hotel cape may.com use my name zioli you're going to save 15 percent off midweek 
stays. And you're going to see exactly why I call it my happy place. The delicious food at Hemingway's restaurant, the indoor heated pool, the arcade room, the fitness center, wonderful people, beautiful rooms, suites, and townhomes. It's all there for you at the Grand Hotel of Cape May, New Jersey. My happy place. I absolutely love it there. Uh, And when you use my name, Zioli, you save 15% off midweek stays. So, book your reservation now. That code is good till the end of the year. You can go whenever you want. And make sure you put it on your calendar right now. It's uh, two Fridays from tomorrow, October 13th, live show. Last one for a while. We're not back again until December, so you don't want to miss this one, okay? It's going to be a lot of fun. The weather's still beautiful in Cape May, too, this time of year. It really is. The crowds are gone, but the weather's great. And the restaurants, you can get good reservations and all the sites, the wineries, the brewery. It's all there for you in Cape May, New Jersey. And the Grand Hotel is where you want to stay. GrandHotelCapeMay.com, promo code Zioli. Thanks for listening to the Zioli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app. Okay. Listen, here's the deal. Uh, We are almost at a place now in time where I can tell you that, um, you know, my political predictions are almost always spot on uh i just went to the front page of the drudge report and they have a whole thing about glenn youngkin jumping in the race for president uh, i gave you my thoughts on that i'll give you a little more in the six o'clock hour about what i think young youngkin should do which is not run um but anyway uh hank johnson is an idiot and he is uh, the dumbest member of uh the house of representatives he really is and that's a bold statement because you have a lot of idiots in the house of representatives you really do you have a lot of dummies there we're talking about 425 members, and of that, a, a, a solid, a solid 150 pure morons, right? Wouldn't you agree, Matt DeSantis? A good, easy 150. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I think that might be low. Yeah, might be low. That's a conservative estimate. It's a conservative estimate, and of that 150, 50 are solid, super, super duper morons, <laughs> like super villain morons. And, and then of that 50, Hank Johnson is the number one. It's like, you know when they say like the 50 and you have to keep clicking and it's clickbait? Yeah. Uh, he's number one. Eventually you just get to him. It's number one. Hank Johnson. You're like, oh, yeah, he's an idiot. He's, yeah, he's a dumbass. He's my favorite he's the one that, congressman, though. He's your favorite. Mine, yes. too. He's the one that said, predicted that uh, Guam would tip over <laughs> because of climate change. And that all the Navy boats would sink. Yes. Uh, well, now he's uh, weighing in on the border. Uh, take a listen. People are breaking the rules, paying a criminal organization to do so to get to the front of the line. Does that concern you? Have you ever been to the border before to see what's happening? Yes, I have. I've spent a lot of time at the border. Yeah. You didn't talk with the right people, apparently, because your information, your questions based on, uh, you know, your questions are kind of off base. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I mean, I don't know. She's not talking to the right people down there. So... Can, you know. can we listen to him talk about helium equity? Can we listen to him talk about Guam, too? I, I have Guam. I have helium equity. I have all his greatest hits. Him talking about the tooth fairy. Well, wait. wait we started with the tooth fairy today. So, I mean, whatever you want to play. Cycle. Dealer's choice, Matt right, DeSantis. let's start with the tooth fairy. We'll bring it uh, full circle here. <laughs> sure. believe that the insurrection of January 6th was not an insurrection. It was just a, a tourist visit. And they want you to believe that the tooth fairy is woke and anti-Christian. And they also want you to believe that they will find something incriminating in Hunter Biden's laptop. By the way, I've long said the tooth fairy's woke. In fact, she left a, a book under my, um, she left genderqueer under my daughter's pillow the other night, which I thought was outrageous. Outrageous. All right, here's the one that he's most famous for. This is him warning uh, that Guam may capsize. This is a uh, island that at its widest level is, what, 12 miles from shore to shore, and at its smallest level, uh, or smallest uh, uh, location, it's uh, 7 miles uh, between one shore and the other. Is that correct? I don't have the exact uh, dimensions, but uh, to your point, sir, I think Guam is a small island. Very small island and about 24 miles, if I recall, long. 
So 20, 24 miles long, about seven miles wide at the least widest uh, place on the island, and about 20, about 12 miles wide uh, uh, on the widest part of the island. And um, I don't know how many square miles that that is. Do you happen to know? I don't have that. Uh, figure with me, sir. I can certainly supply it to you if you'd like. Yeah, my my fear is that uh, the whole island will uh, become so overly populated that it will tip over and uh, and capsize. <laughs> uh, we don't anticipate that. <laughs> The, the greatest, though, is his response. Well, you know, we don't anticipate that um, I, I, because it's, well, it's 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 an idiotic thing. To, but then again, you are the dumbest congressman. So um, I don't know if we can squeeze in helium equity. I don't know. Can we do it? Henry, how much time do we have? You I got 30 seconds. Right. 30 se- this is about 30 seconds. We, All right, go we ahead. can make it work. This Tea Party Congress will make the tough choice to keep children's birthday parties on schedule and give industries that rely on helium the lift that they deserve. <laughs> Imagine, Mr. Speaker, a world without balloons. How can we make sure that the injustice of there being no helium for comedians can i just make a point why don't we put balloons on guam and it could be like that movie up (laughs) if the island starts to capsize they'll just lift the whole island up and just float around you solved this problem boom that's called bringing it all together it's what i do all right fourth and final hour coming up debate impeachment so much more to talk about uh trump speaks last night in michigan but first nj diet's going to help you lose weight you don't want to take shots the rest of your life you don't want to take these pills all these side effects you keep hearing about no what you want to do is lose weight the natural way the the way that's guaranteed the nj diet way njdiet.com guarantee weight loss of 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days that's right 40 days time with nj diet you know why it works because it's based on your biochemistry it's all natural and you learn positive strategies to eat and keep the weight off for good that's why it works and there's an nj diet near you king of prussia cherry hill newark delaware and princeton or online at njdiet.com with live online consultations look this is the time to start thinking about this. It's fall. You know, everybody's bulking up for the holidays before you know it, right? And tailgates and, and games and everything else. You will be looking and feeling your best. So healthy, just as everybody else is packing on the pounds. Do it now. NJDiet.com. The sooner you start, the sooner you lose the weight. Guaranteed, contractually guaranteed weight loss of 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days. 855-5NJ-DIET. 855-5NJ-DIET or NJDiet.com and lose the weight for good. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 